0: Hey guys, this is David. Welcome back Behind the Velvet Rope. Let's just get right into everything today because we are joined back here via Zoom with the one and only RHO&Y's Elise Slane. How are you?
1: Hi, David. Well, I'm exhausted from watching last night, you know, but trying to stay calm.
0: You're getting through it?
1: <laughs> I'm getting through it. Lots of um, DMs from people, both um, lot of love and a lot of hate.
0: We're going to get into that. I mean, so now that you're on the show, and first of all, we had a great sit down the first time you were here. For anyone who would like to get to know more about Elise and her background, feel free to check out our amazing sit down with Elise, which was aired on April 20th. Um, but so you watched the show last night. Now, you know, like, I know you didn't watch this show or really any of the Housewives shows before being on it. Like, as a viewer now, I I know you were there when you watch it back. Are you just like, oh my God, there is so much going on in one episode each week on Real Housewives of New York?
1: Um, I am. And, but what's more interesting is, you know, usually when you have a conversation or you're just engaged with another person, your memory could be very convenient. So you can walk away from it and really not be objective as to how you handle the situation, right? Because I think it's easy to believe your own bullshit when it's not being played back to you. So then when I see it all of a sudden on TV, I go, oh my God, I said that, or wow, I I didn't mean that the way it came out. Um, So yesterday was especially horrifying to me because I felt like I was very judgmental of Leah, whom you know I adore and talk to on a daily basis. what was going through my mind at the time as opposed to how I saw it play out were really um, two different things, right? It's like the road road to hell is paved with good intentions and my good intentions definitely took me to hell last night.
0: You're often the voice of reason. We've seen you be the voice of reason a bunch of times on this show. I mean, how is it going? So, you know, the last time we sat down you know, it was right before it started. And I told you, you know, being around this type of thing, like I can tell you, like, you know, life might change. I mean, I know we're in quarantine, but, you know, like, how is it now that you're watching yourself on TV every week, like week after week? Like, what's going through your mind?
1: Um, you know, watching myself on TV is not, although last night was quite a mirror looking back at me, but what's really interesting is how the fans of the show respond to me right so on instagram and on twitter which are very new to both platforms so sometimes i think i'm having a private conversation and i realize it was a public conversation and then it gets picked up by a blog and all of a sudden it's like headlines and i'm thinking wow but i meant that in the most benign way um you know for example when i made a comment about you know Barbara becoming a friend and all of a sudden there was an article, at least throw shade at Barbara. And I'm like, really? I don't even know Barbara. I never met Barbara, nor was I throwing shade. I just said she became a friend instead of full time. I knew no backstory behind it, but it turned into something that it was never intended to be.
0: Listen, you should just assume that what you say can and will be used against you, whether it's in a DM, on a text, just like, this is it.
1: And it's amazing to me um, because I think I do say relatively little compared to the other girls, right? I mean, clearly I'm talking much more. You could see off on the side, I'm having these conversations with Dorinda. I'm having them with Sonia. But that's not what they're focusing on for the show. They're focusing on a lot of the, the drama. Um, so I am surprised based on the little that I've said at the people who just absolutely can't stand me, you know? Um, Sometimes I clap back, other times I feel like, okay, their criticism maybe was justified or I misunderstood, Let let me explain to this person because this person wasn't a total jerk, you know? They just sort of criticized my behavior, so let me see if I could explain what my thought process was. Other times people are just so absurd, I either like block them, or you know, maybe one percent of the time I'll come back at them.
0: <laughs> You've got a lot of people that say great things about you, though, and to you. So you know, I've gotten
1: so much love. I mean, I get maybe over a hundred DMs a day. Um, I try to respond to everybody, and some of them I really feel like I have this um, friendship with. Actually, some. Some of the fans, I we have ongoing conversations now. Some of them have been very supportive. Some who are very um, Twitter savvy or Instagram savvy give me advice. So, yeah, I, I feel like I've, I've made some buddies.
0: Did you find it hard? You know, listen, this is an amazing group of women, but there's a lot of big personalities in, like, a great way, which is what makes for such a great TV show. Like, did you find it hard to kind of, like, get in there and insert yourself? And, like, you know, I think it'd be hard to... The-
1: you know it's odd? Being that I've known these women for so long, right? So, I mean, I do look like the very awkward one. Um, but I've, even Luann, even though we're not friends, I've been around Luann a very long time. I've known Sonia a long time. I've known Lorinda a long time. And Ramona and I have been in the same social circles for 20 years. Very intimate group of women. Um, so yeah, I, I was definitely surprised how it was hard to get a word in. And really nobody ever asks me about myself or how am I doing? What's going on in my life? No one gets to see my personal life, right? So all they see is my interaction with the chaos. Um, so yeah, that's been a little upsetting to me.
0: Well, like, to your point, you know, like, I know you have, like, a day job. Like, you actually have a job that you work at every day. Like, why don't you tell everyone, you know, what your job is?
1: I do have a real job. I've read read on uh, Twitter that, you know, I I hook up with wealthy guys. And I'm thinking, well, but I'm pretty successful on my own. (laughs) I think
0: femme fatale or black widow were two of the terms. I didn't use them. But, yes, why don't you tell everyone what... And
1: I was called um, Wall Street's most fascinating first wife.
0: It's not a, I mean...
1: uh, No, my background's in trading, right? As we discussed last time we spoke, I started um, as a bond trader. Well, I started as a financial journalist at Reuters, and then I became a bond trader at Cantor Fitzgerald um, and in bond sales at Sandler O'Neill. Um, I also was at Knight Ritter um, selling financial technical analysis, and now I trade cryptocurrencies full-time. And that's really how I make my living.
0: And you're 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 quarantining in the Hamptons.
1: I'm quite. I yes. I know. I, I left you in the city. I know you were devastated. <sighs> I
0: uh, need to come I out and visit. That I
1: was like just in a closer proximity gave you comfort. But yeah, my husband and my daughter and my daughter's boyfriend and I came out to the house in Southampton.
0: How is it out there?
1: You know, it's been overcast, but I went for a huge walk yesterday, I shin splints from it. Um, I was walking with a friend of mine who's also been in quarantine for a long time. Um, You know, but it's because I trade from home and I can do it anywhere, it's really not a whole lot different to me as opposed to people who can't go into their offices. And what I do is pretty insular by nature. You know, I just sit home on my computer trading, so that hasn't changed for me at all.
0: That's good. Um, what else did I want to ask you? So you did have, you know, some interesting moments this season, like some things, some big standout moments. So I wanted to talk about some of those. Okay. I mean, well, I guess when people DM you or comment on Instagram, like what's the thing, you know, just as it relates to the show that people want to talk about the most, like what do they see as your standout?
1: They think that I'm most, um, most normal. That's the word that's often used. Um, calm, level-headed, um, a voice of reason.
0: Well, also, just in knowing you in real life, you, t- you do tend to drink less than, you know, even me and some of the other girls. I mean, this is right. New York. Right. I like our cocktails. Yeah. So and then the haters some-
1: say I'm either boring or I'm judgmental.
0: I don't... But the those- haters
1: don't really DM. I think for every hundred positive DMs I get, I'll get one hater and I just delete it.
0: That makes sense. Yeah. So I think one of the big moments that I think, at least for me, that people mention is this whole, you know, Sonia being an accessory.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, so a lot of that was taken out of context, right? It looked like Sonia's complimenting me and she's like, oh, you're independent, you're smart. And then I come around and I say, you're an accessory. Um, but the the whole conversation was, if you listened carefully to what Sonia was saying, she said that she asked if my husband makes me buy expensive clothes and jewelry. And she said she used to get so embarrassed because her husband would make her go shopping when she didn't want to. So that's what my comment was based off of. And to me, if someone is, Making you go shopping, making you dress in a certain way that makes you uncomfortable, he's accessorizing you because you accessorize him. Otherwise, there's no reason for a man to do that. And later on, Sonia and I talked about it, and I drew upon my own experience with a man that I dated for five years who had all of his women, the women before me, the women that came after me, everyone had the same look. And he wanted everyone in a Poochie dress and a hat and a Birken bag. That is so not me. Um, but sometimes I did it to make him happy, to avoid a fight. I was going to something with his friends, and that's how he wanted me to look. And guess what? He made me an accessory. So I wasn't really criticizing Sonia, but she didn't let me finish after that first sentence came out. She was like, clip, 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 you know, and I kept saying, Sonia you're doing this, you need to do this, because I wanted to try to explain myself. But so that, that was um, that scene. And that, and so yeah, we talked about it, but still she remembers what she wants to remember. Sometimes she's like, yes, I know you were being supportive. Another times she gets angry about it all over again. And she definitely threw a little shade at me when she did a podcast saying I had a uh, a, a dark undercurrent or something, and I'm like, really? You know but
0: what is your what's your current status of your relationship with Sonia today
1: um i think I think we're we're fine. We're not in touch as much as I am with Leah or Dorinda, but you know we'll you know it's an occasional text, it's a comment on one another's Instagram or something, but you know she's closer to Ramona. Right, and it's no secret that Ramona and I have had a falling out.
0: Well, you guys unfollowed each other on social media.
1: We did. <laughs>
0: so, I mean, that's pretty obvious. Yeah. You don't want to be draped in those Birkin bags you just mentioned. I mean, Jesus, if I had someone come along that wanted to make me an accessory, I mean, sign <laughs> me up. Like, well, that's a thing. Like, Sonia, like, you can call me an accessory all day. I was no like, right, why is thing, she so upset?
1: I'm not judging. You know, Everyone said, oh my God, she's so judgmental. I'm not judging, you know, so I think Dorinda said, oh, Elise is the one to judge, sort of a thing. Um, after that episode, I wasn't judging, I was stating a fact. If you're embarrassed that your husband is making you dress a certain way, he's making you an accessory. That's, that's I'm not judging it, and it's fine if you want to be an accessory, you know, or even if you enjoy dressing that way and you love the beautiful things, more power to you.
0: That's true. Yeah, I didn't think it was so judgmental. No. Speaking of Dorinda, so Dorinda gave you some flack, I guess, also for trying to, you know, we saw you kind of, you know, make a comment, which I guess was also, she was saying was judgmental when you were kind of telling Luann, you know, like, not necessarily don't drink, but like, what's going on when Luann wants to have a drink?
1: Yeah, you know, so if if you watch that episode, at first I'm sort of sitting off to the side as usual and I'm sort of obliviously smiling, but I'm smiling because I'm having a cross conversation with someone else. So at first I really had no idea what was going on and then I looked over and I realized that Luann was, you know, drinking vodka and I was just very surprised because as far as I knew, Luann was in AA um, and was basically celebrating her sobriety and that she was no no longer on probation. And to me, she was doing great um, not drinking. So I was very surprised that she was drinking. And I have friends who are in AA, and I know it's a lifetime commitment. It's not well, once I'm off probation, I can have one or two drinks and I can control this. That's not what AA is about because I'm very aware when I'm with those friends, I actually try not to drink at all around them just to, you know, be supportive. Um, So again, I wasn't, and I sort of, I think Dorinda got triggered because I looked over at Dorinda when I realized that Luann was drinking kind of with Dorinda's blessing and I looked over at Dorinda and I sort of did this to her and I think that's what set her off. Um, but again, to me, I had good intentions. <laughs> I don't want to always walk around saying, oh, I'm so misunderstood. But I really was just trying to be supportive as I am to my, my friends who are in AA, because I understand the program.
0: And you and Durinda now are pretty close.
1: Dorinda and I, mean, I are fine. We're fine, yeah. We, we speak, we text, we're good.
0: How is Dorinda doing during quarantine?
1: Um, I think Dorinda is is in a good place. From what she says to me, she's in the Berkshires and she's with her her family. Um, and she's, um, you know, she said she's doing meditation, and she she just when when we speak, she just sounds like she's in a really good place.
0: That's good. Yeah. Were you shocked, like when she broke up with John?
1: no i was not shocked at all that she and john broke up i've also known john for 20 years um so i i really do have history with this group i know a lot of people think i sort of showed up out of nowhere because there's no backstory on me um but i really do know i do know these women um and i i do like john and he's fun i think he has a good heart but I know they say opposites attract, but I don't think in this case it worked. I think Dorinda is deep down. She's just sort of an old fashioned gal and she likes going to bed early and getting up early and she reads and she's just, you know, aside from what you see with the group of women that we're, you know, hanging out with, there's another side to her. That's just very calm and introspective. And so I was not surprised that they broke up.
0: That makes sense. And right. She stays home maybe a little more than the whole rest of the group. Another big moment that kind of a lot of people bring up is who put the dildo in the chicken.
1: Uh, I solved that mystery.
0: You did solve that mystery.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, so I was again, well Luann was not drinking that night, but I, I really, I think I had one glass of wine that night also. Um, and I was, I again look like I don't say much that night, but Dorinda and I had a very intense conversation in the kitchen that night. And we spoke for well over an hour when the t- Tiki torches were flying. And um, so I missed some of the Tiki torch stuff going on outside, although I heard the chaos. And the, yeah, the the dildos, the dildos came out, Dorinda brought them, someone gave them to her and they came out. And of course, Sonia tried to put it to good use immediately. And at some point during the night, um, Leah was just trying to stand it up in the chicken and Sonia marinated it. Um, But what I do remember was that Dorinda took it out and made it nice. So there's still a mystery on how it went back in the next morning.
0: The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu.
1: This summer, the world must answer one question. Why has no one made a popsicle that gets you high yet? That's right, it's summer, and it's time for you to get your hands on America's new favorite product, Danksicles. 20 milligrams of THC in two great flavors, the latest and greatest innovation from Indocloud. head over to That's co slash spring24. That's co.com to snake 30% off your first order.
0: We'll have to, like, look into that. Yeah. I'm, I mean, to your point of, like, knowing this group forever, like, if we look back, like, will we see you, you know, like, in some of these scenes, you know, season two? Like, are you are you there? Like, were you at a lot of these events throughout the years when um, filming was taking place?
1: You'll see me in season 10, quite a few events. Um, in the earlier years, I have to tell you, when, this, when the, the show first started and I watched the first season, um, I, I found it really stressful to watch all of the fighting. And because I knew these women, I found it that much more stressful and I stopped watching. Really? I did, yeah.
0: Just because, so like you started watching because you knew them, because I know you don't watch all the other franchises. Right. But you just, it was too much, like just all the fighting that was going on. It was too
1: much, yes.
0: Interesting.
1: It's interesting how they all say that they're women supporting women, but I see a lot of tearing one another down.
0: I can see that. Yeah. What about Luann? I mean, I know, you know, now you and Drenda are in a, a good place, and you guys text and keep in touch during quarantine. I know when you asked her about John, you were accused. I know... I know you're not always misunderstood, but you are accused of being an instigator by Louanne. I
1: don't see why I was labeled an instigator. All number one, I don't read the post, right? Because they've written out stories about me which were total bullshit, one-sided, never even called me for a comment, or I've seen comments in there that weren't mine, supposedly attributed to me. So I don't read I don't read the post. Um, so all the other girls were talking about it basically behind Dorinda's back and so I was hearing the buzz and I went to get it right from the horse's mouth and I just I figured if they did break up then Dorinda was hurting about it and probably would want to talk about it I wasn't looking to instigate I just said what's going on because I really didn't know what was going on and I wasn't going to ask the other girls because that's just gossiping right
0: You went right to the source. Yeah, I mean. right
1: to the source. And then all of a sudden, like, Sonia does the hand gesture, like, oh, leave it to Elise to, you know, instigate a comment. Um, And then Luann calls me an instigator, but then she says she's glad that I brought it up.
0: Now that you're hanging out, like, with this group, you know, more tightly, are you shocked at how just things change all the time? Like... This one's mad at that one. Now everyone's friends again. Like, are you just, I mean, you know all these girls, but now that you're kind of in the thick of it, are you just Sometimes shocked
1: at- it surprises me how they can get into these horrible fights and rip one another apart. And then a minute later, they're hugging and kissing. To me, words cut much deeper. And if someone um, tries to humiliate me or, rip me apart, um, or fundamentally, uh, fundamentally just attack my being, it's hard for me to forgive, right? It, it makes me take a step back. So yeah, that, that surprises me.
0: I couldn't see that. Is there anything like you said, speaking of words cutting, like, is there anything you said throughout the season where you're just like, oh, I, I wish I didn't say that? Whether the person's upset with you or not.
1: Last night, I wish, when I watched how I behaved, how I reacted to Leah. So, you know, Leah and I are very opposite in that I'm I'm pretty calm, right? I mean, my daughter will tell you I, I've never raised my voice to her even when she was a, a kid. I'm just calm by nature and somewhat controlled, which is probably what makes me boring on the show, right? Because I'm more analytical. I sort of look around, I observe, you know, I don't feel the need to always hear myself talk. These women, you know, they don't hear what the other one is saying because they're all screaming. And it's not as though, you know, at least someone can pretend they're listening to you when they're really tuned out and they're just waiting to speak. I'm really listening, you know? Um, so with Leah being very raw and uninhibited um, and me being very controlled, you could understand why I would be taken back by Leah, you know, basically looking like she needs an exorcism. Um, and I judged it. And what I when I was watching it last night and I actually was on the phone with her, just like, oh, my God, I'm sorry I made you feel so horrible. Um, what she needed was probably to be embraced, right? I mean, she she was clearly going through a really hard time. She went into the trip feeling badly. She was having issues with the guy, Peter, that she had mentioned. Um, and she just wasn't feeling great. And then she didn't know these women well. I also, you know, Ramona made it very clear to me that I should have her back. And so I you know, had Ramona's back. I did I did agree that maybe it was a bad idea for Leah's sister to come only because Leah was already having a hard time bonding with Sonia and Ramona. And I thought this is an opportunity for Leah to really get in tight with these girls and to let these girls learn more about Leah, which I was actually starting to learn about, right? So right before we had gone to Newport, I know Leah said, you know, Lise doesn't know me well enough to be commenting, but Leah and I have been talking on a pretty regular basis already. I read some articles that Leah had written, which I thought were fabulously written. Um, So I was starting to get to know her, and I felt like I knew her better than the other women did so early on. So I was looking for her to bond with Sonia and Ramona, and I saw the dynamic that was happening. Um, Tinsley was pulling Leah into her sort of drama with Dorinda and Sonia and Ramona were teaming up again. And Dorinda was now sort of siding with Leah, but this was starting to look very much to me like Lord of the Flies, you know? And I'm always the odd one out, so I, I just didn't want to become Piggy. You know, remember Piggy? He's the one who ended up with his head on stick. Oh, yeah. Um, But then when i saw i had a change of heart when i saw the way leah got so upset and clearly needed her sister there um you know what you don't see is that i did talk to ramona during the course of that night and say just let the sister come um so i did feel and then and then i also felt badly that i called leah's behavior out the next day saying gee what would you do if your daughter behaved that way i should never have brought her daughter into it, right? Because I actually think kids, you know, young children under 18 are no-go zones. Um, And I should not have mom shamed her. It was, again, not my intent, but as I watched it last night, I was horrified at at the way I made her feel. And now that I've gotten to know um, Leah as a mom to Kiki, she's a great mom you know, and Leah and Kiki actually kind of remind me of me and Nicole when Nicole was that age.
0: Did it take you guys a while to get over that? No, no,
1: no, we got over it right away. We got over it. Um, But I still, I still really felt badly. And look, when I was Leah's age, right? So I started to think back when I was Leah's age, actually, this is what I was thinking when I was falling asleep last night. Um, How did I behave? And I was going through um, the end of my marriage. It took a long time for my first marriage to end, but I was going through that. I actually started running amok at her age. And I remember riding around in the back of my friend's motorcycle in the city with no helmet. I mean, what was I thinking? I had a young child. Like, how irresponsible was that of me to do? So some of it, I think, has to do with age, and some of it just has to do with, you know, Sometimes it's cathartic to go, you know, and, and let loose. And I think after quarantine, I'm going to go party with Lee and Sarah, and I'm, I'm going to, I'm down for that. I'm um, I'll am
0: like, i be coming with you, FYI.
1: <laughs>
0: do you think, I mean, in your opinion, because I mean, this has happened like on, I, I know you don't watch World Housewives of Orange County, but like, do you think age plays into it? Like when there's a, I mean, housewives or no housewives like to me 38 okay yes 36 leah 62 ramona it, it to me it's all the same like i as crazy as that sounds like if you're 23 that's a different age like your daughter's age right. but well, like I, it's it's ramona all the same is, ramona i think is 63 right?
1: oh um and leah's 38 oh. so that's a huge difference in age but i think like, ramona in my opinion, has had a separate set of standards for Leah than she's had for, let's say, Sonia. Right?
0: Why, in the sense that what she just sees her more as a daughter. You think?
1: Well, if that's Ramona being, you know, a mother to Leah, she's more like mommy Daris, right? So I, I wouldn't say she's more like a mother to Leah. Um, but I don't know. I I can't I can't speak for Ramona, but. I, I definitely think there was a double standard in the way she would allow Sonia to behave versus how she would allow Leah to behave.
0: And what do you think that's based on, like in your opinion?
1: Not knowing Leah.
0: So it has nothing to do with the fact that she's younger, just someone new to the group.
1: Could be someone new to the group. She could be interesting. Leah, I don't know.
0: Interesting. What about in your opinion you know this whole like one of the things we've seen in this season which you know you've kind of been somewhat involved in you know like this whole Dorinda and Tinsley like what what do you think of all of that
1: Well you saw that I I tried to intervene when they were fighting at the um at the wine tasting
0: Yeah and at Ramona's house you went after them and tried to bring them back in
1: Right right um, well, Tinsley was not at Ramona's house, right? Right, like, but I did try to intervene. I think that, and then I know Dorinda got totally dragged over the coals um, on social media, and everyone was calling her a bully and and other things. And I'm surprised. I people should watch that episode again because Tinsley was poking the tiger, right now. Dorinda's reaction was explosive, but Dorinda was expressing her pain. Right, so here's Dorinda being vulnerable about her breakup with John, um, cleaning out Richard's things from Bluestone Manor, um, now really dealing with Richard's passing, which she hadn't done for seven years. Dorinda was vulnerable at this moment, and Tinsley's just sort of going, get, get, get. Right, I mean she's. She just, and I kept thinking, oh my God, Tinsley, stop. This is so not going to go well for you, right? I mean, it it reminds me of the cartoon of the little guy that would literally take the stick and poke the tiger and then the tiger would just come out and eat him, you know? So I think they both should take some responsibility for that. But Tinsley is no match for Dorinda when Dorinda is angry. And so... It was, it was stressful to, to watch and it was stressful to be in the middle of. And when you don't see me, right? So afterwards you see all of the girls talking as Dorinda's crying and I'm sort of, I'm gone now. I was actually off with Tinsley for maybe 20 minutes trying to comfort her and calm her down and trying to explain to her, don't, you know, don't instigate Dorinda. And when she gives you an olive branch, take it. And don't scream at decibels where, you know, packs of wild dogs are gonna come running.
0: Because you think that is not a fair match when there's a it's Tinsley and No. Did you know Tinsley before the show? I mean I know you knew the other not well. I
1: mean I've I've known her around and because I was, you know, I was at some parties for season ten and stuff, Tinsley and I have chatted. But no, I don't know Tinsley well. But look, she's She's clearly a bright young woman, right? She graduated from Columbia. Um, You know, so I I think there's more to Tinsley than meets the eye, but sometimes it's hard to get past her screaming.
0: Did you get to know her well?
1: I did not get to know her well, no. I I never had any great conversations with her and as much as I would try to, and I was very objective, right? I had no ax to grind. I wasn't on Dorinda's side, I wasn't on Tinsley's side. I was just truly observing and I really wanted to make Tinsley aware of how she was, because I know that Tinsley felt bullied and I wanted Tinsley to recognize that she was being a little antagonistic. Um, But no, I've never really had any real great conversations with Tinsley.
0: Which really isn't any general consensus. You know that Tinsley was being antagonistic. It really is more this narrative amongst the people like Dorinda's a bully.
1: Right, everyone was calling Dorinda a bully. Um, And look, Dorinda's come after me, you saw last night, right? Dorinda totally came after me. Um, And I did an an impression of Dorinda, right?
0: Elise, (laughs) that was brilliant. I mean, it was hilarious,
1: (laughs) really. Thank
0: you. You're adding to the comedic mix of R-H-O-N-Y very well in that sense. Thank you. It was a very, I think, you I know. I do
1: really good impressions of all of them, by the way.
0: Well, when you and I get together, I'm going to have to see you do some of these impressions. You can do them off the air. That's fine. Because that was absolutely hilarious. Um, What was I going to ask you? Yeah. So, I mean, Dorinda did, right. Like, Dorinda spoke up to you when, you know, she thought you were kind of overstepping your bounds are becoming. Yeah, I really
1: thought, yeah. And then all of a sudden she's saying to the girls, you know, Elise is not one to be giving relationship advice. Like, really? I'm with the same guy for six years. I have the most amazing marriage. Um, but I think she's doing basing it on when she knew me from the past and I was in a dysfunctional marriage. Right. Or when I was dating the guy that always wanted to drape me in the Birkin and Pucci and Dorinda knew him very well. So I think Dorinda was, basing it off of that, because I'm the only one who's married in the group,
0: right? You're married, you work, you have a gorgeous apartment, a nice Hamptons house. Thank not you. not bad. Um, yeah. Now, when Luann called you, or when it was implied that you were this instigator, um, who do you think, out of this group of women, if you're not, if you're not an instigator, who's the biggest instigator, do you think?
1: Oh, people are gonna hate me for saying it, Sonia. Really? Yeah, because she does it in such a cute way that it get it goes over everyone's head, right? But even at the uh, last night at the bar, when there was talk about bringing the sister, and then Sonia said, "No, you shouldn't bring your sister," and Leah said, "Don't be such a hater." And Sonia, in the cutest voice and smile, goes, "I'm a hater. I'm a hater." Right. But she was being an instigator. But it looks so cute the way she does it. She gets away with it.
0: Yes, she does. I think right. that's one of the appeals of Sonia Morgan. So, yeah, so we all know, you know, the world knows that you unfollowed Ramona and Ramona unfollowed you on social media. Now we have Ramona saying, you know, basically that, you know, she doesn't think you fit in with the group. She doesn't think you're a good fit. You're not good... You're not a good mix.
1: Yeah, well, that, uh, that came after our friendship fell apart because prior to that, um, and, I, and I, you know, clapped back when Ramona said that because while, although Ramona and I weren't speaking, um, I took the high road and publicly never disparaged her, never got into anything about the two of us. Um, Was still complimentary of her. And she felt the need to take a shot at me publicly. So I did clap back. Um, you know, it was it was Ramona who was pushing me to hang out with this group, right? It was not me saying I want to, you know, come on a trip and I want to, you know, go to the fashion show and I went, it was Ramona sending me text messages. Hey, Sonia wants you to come to the fashion show. Do you want to come or hey, you know, we're at the house. It's just us, you know, come. We really want you to come. So it was them reaching out to me. So I really resented her all of a sudden saying, oh yeah, at least didn't fit in. And she was, you know, she brought nothing and, and Missy brought more, you know. And look, like I said, you know, often I was having conversations, but I tend to have more serious conversations. So, you know, there were times is literally, you know, in tears and I'm, I'm trying to be supportive of her or Sonia's upset and I'm trying to be supportive or Tinsley's upset, but you don't get to see that in, in 40 minutes.
0: Not as interesting as the drama, at least. Not
1: as interesting as the drama, I know.
0: So, what? I mean, first of all, is there any hope, really? Like, okay, this is where you and Ramona are now. She says you don't fit in. She brought you around. You guys used to be friends. You travel in the same circles. You're We're in, in the, the same
1: friend group. So, Ramona and I have known each other for twenty years. We really became close, for four years. Um, but then when we got close, we got really close. I mean, Ramona came with me to pick out my wedding dress, you know, and I, you know, slept there all over the city. And um, she is one of the women who helped, you know, uh, host a bridal shower for me. Um, and I, in turn, have been very supportive of Ramona in many aspects of her life, which I won't get into. Um, so I was surprised that she really put the nail in the coffin by publicly disparaging me. We had, you know, after we um, hadn't spoken for a few months and then we ran into one, one another at a funeral at a friend's mother's funeral. And she came over and hugged me and put her head up against mine and said, you know, let's, let's talk this out. Let's, you know, clear the air. Um, and at the time I, I think I wasn't feeling well, and so I wasn't very open to it at the time, but I didn't shut her down. I just said, I'm not feeling well, you know, and kind of left it at that. Um, I'm surprised that she took it this far. I, I would have thought that there would have been a chance for us to fix it, but now I don't.
0: Really? You think it's beyond the point of repair?
1: You know, I always say, like, long after... First of all, I don't even know what our fight is about, to be honest with you. Well, I was gonna ask you, like, how'd
0: you guys get here?
1: I don't know how we got here. You know, it starts, it started to get very weird. um, Probably around October, it starts to get weird. But, you know, her birthday, I took her out to lunch. It was just the two of us on her birthday. You know, I still, you know, Ramona would call me, you know, three times a day, but then it started to triple off in October. And I asked her a few times, what's wrong? Like, what are you thinking? What are you feeling? Um, and, you know, you know, she had said at one point, I think that you hanging out with this group may have been a bad idea. Why? I don't know. I don't know what the problem was. Um, but long after you forget what a fight is about, you, think, you remember the mean things that are said, right? So I always said to my daughter, you know, when you fight with someone, always try to fight about the issue that's bothering you. Don't bring extraneous things up. Don't try to cut really deep. You know, don't go for the juggler because those things can't be taken back once they're out there. And Ramona went too far in in the press to try to humiliate me. What was the point of that? You know, I don't need to come back and hang out with these ladies again. I have my separate friendships with them, that's fine. You know, I don't need to be like in the whole group when they're together. So what was the point in trying to like stick a knife in me? Right?
0: Yeah. I'm just, believe it or not, despite the fact that this is what I do for a living and I love the housewives, I'm always about like, let's just all get along. But I I, I see what you're saying. But I mean, you really don't even really know what got you here.
1: I No, I really don't know what got us here. I'm considering how often we spoke. you you think that we should have found a way to communicate, you know, but look, I'm not the first person she's done this to. Right. I mean, I've seen, you know, in our friend group, people she was really close with who then all of a sudden they were just gone, like out of her life. And I would listen to what she would have to say about it. And I would try to present her with an objective opinion. Um, Often try to give her advice on how she can mend fences if she wanted to. Um, so I guess I shouldn't be surprised when she did it to me.
0: What about Dorinda and Ramona? I mean, we've seen this before, many years. You know, they have their moments.
1: I think they'll figure it out. You do? Yeah, I do, they, they've been through this and I think they'll figure it out. They kind of need to, right? And Ramona, I don't really need to, to figure it out, right? I mean, you know, Dorinda calls Ramona a liar you know, I mean, I
0: don't know. I mean, we see that playing out on social media, too. I mean, just the powers of... uh, But you know
1: what? Ramona needs to um, stay away from airing these fights on social media, right? And especially if you're going to give a very one-sided, I think I, I, I try to be very objective, even when it comes to analyzing my own behavior, right? I could look at last night's episode and go, wow, I was, I was a jerk to Leah, right? Like I wish I could have a do over. You know, I said to her last night when we talked afterwards, I was like, I just want to give you a hug. Like I am so sorry that you were feeling horrible and I made you feel worse. But Ramona never has the ability to, or in my opinion to step back and be objective and see where she should have done something differently, you know, and to, to lie about me, you know, in the press, saying that they thought I brought nothing, which clearly wasn't the case, which is why I clapped back. I was just like, like Ramona, Ramona is like a used diaper, right? She's self-absorbed and she's full of shit. What else can I say?
0: (laughs) Well, I guess that says a lot. Speaking of, that topic I cannot tell you how many dms I got today like again people think that I like work for Bravo I'm like guys I don't have all the answers (laughs) so everyone's asking me about this whole like Ramona defecating in the hotel room that's now going I mean is this is this true that is literally what everyone wants to ask me today
1: you know what um regardless of where I am with with Ramona right now I won't I won't get into into that (laughs)
0: that's, see. Yeah. <laughs> at least there might, there might be hope for you guys. I'm, I'm telling you, never <laughs> say never, <laughs> never say never. When you called Leah last night and you were just like, I want to give you a hug. Was she just like, yeah, we're, that was then. This is now. I mean, you guys have become, how did that, so I mean, go from there to how, how did this friendship, you just, it just happened. I mean, you guys yeah. are seemingly different on the surface.
1: We, yeah, we are. There's parts of our personality that are so different, right? Like I said, Leah is from zero to 60 and she's unfiltered um, and she just kind of lives her truth. And I think I'm more deliberate in my speech pattern. Um, Like I said, because I always say, I believe that once words are out there, you can't take it back. And therefore I'm not a stream of consciousness speaker, nor do I react that way so but in a way i think that maybe um i could use a little bit of leah in my personality and maybe she could use a little bit of me in her personality but there's a side to leah that's super smart right she's very analytical she's very politically astute she's um i'm teaching her about cryptocurrencies and she's a quick study so we yeah we just started talking on many different topics away from this group right away from housewives and stuff and i just really like her and and i like sarah too her sister
0: she seems like she would be great on the show as she, well she
1: is feisty you know but i like how fiercely she protects her sister
0: right like that's that's great to say
1: right um so so it's funny even though Lee and I are so close, when we both saw the episode and I was like, wow, I'm sorry, I was really hard on you. And she was like, yeah, you know, you were, you were a bit of an asshole to me. And I'm like, yeah, I was, <laughs> sorry. And I'm like, can I make it up to you? And she's like, you more than made it up to me.
0: So, I mean, like, look, there's the silver lining. Like, you know, you came into this group and now, you know, you may not be friends with Ramona ever again, but you've gained an amazing friend in Leah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I think Lee and I will um, enjoy a a nice friendship.
0: And I know you speak to Dorinda and, you know, Sonia sometimes. Do you speak to Luann at all?
1: I don't speak to Luann, no. Um, But Dorinda, you know, Dorinda has a very spiritual side. She does. I don't have. I'm actually probably probably atheist um, in that I don't. I don't know if I believe, or I know some people would say agnostic. I don't know if I believe that there's really some great power watching over us. I almost feel like if there was one, he left us a long time ago, right? Because look at the world that we live in, right? Look, just look what's going on around us and old people dying, children dying. I mean, just the, all the suffering and, but yet Dorinda is very spiritual and finds peace in that. And she'll send um, these little meditations to me or she found a poem that she thought that I would really enjoy. And I actually listened to it. It was uh, an audio. And I've listened to it a few times because it's actually quite soothing. Um, If she thinks you're interested in something, all of a sudden a, a book can show up at your door. So there's a side to Dorinda that is really, you know look, everybody fell in love with Dorinda seasons ago, right? There's a reason for it. You know, she just is going, going, don't judge. Right. But then there is that, that really soft side of her. Our-
0: She's just going through it this season.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Well, when you were last on this podcast, you mentioned that you introduced uh two of our OGs, Bethany and Jill way back in the day. Right. So if Bethany were to come back, to the show, and I'm not saying we need her to. This is like I don't know. I was one of those people, like Lisa Vanderpump, Beverly Hills. To me, it's like I I, just, I was never worried. People were losing sleep over Bethany not being on the show. It's was like, it's a great show. There's a million other people on it. So I was never that person. N- no disrespect to Bethany. If Bethany came back, right. how do you think her and Leah would get along?
1: <laughs> um. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I I. I know that Ramona had real problems with Bethany because I think she thought Bethany had no boundaries and would say and do anything.
0: Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call. You talk to one of them, they stay anonymous. I can't hang up. That's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison, I've talked to people who survived mass shootings crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh, somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today. Beautiful Anonymous.
1: Um, And now I think Ramona would beg to trade um, Leah for Bethany to come back. But Bethany and Leah, they would be a really interesting dynamic. I think that I think that they would respect one another's intellect. I think Leah would do great things um, as a springboard from the show, just like Bethany has. But I think they would go at it, um, yeah, I, I think it, it could be a fight to the death. Really? Yeah, yeah, it could be, you know, they're both very strong, they're both very cutting, um, they're, they're unfiltered, so, yeah, I think that no one stood up to Bethany, really, Right? I think people were afraid of Bethany. Leah has no fear.
0: She really doesn't.
1: She has no fear. No, I'd love to, I'd love to put these two in a boxing ring. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you think, that's funny. And you think that Ramona is probably just like, I thought Bethany was one of my worst nightmares. And where is she? I'll take her over Leah any day.
1: Yeah, I think uh, Ramona is now finding herself in an alternate universe with Leah.
0: I mean, I think that's, you know, I mean, to your point, yeah, Leah doesn't have any, I mean, she came into this group of women like, hi, this is who I am.
1: Yeah, but you know what? When you, she Leah's not an instigator, if you notice, right? She reacts. So when you show Leah love and understanding, she gives it right back. But Leah's a good mirror, right? So when you give Leah a hard time, <sighs> Hell has no fury,
0: as we've seen on right. last night's episode. But you know, I think one of the reasons the audience connects to Leah so far is just because you know, people. She's she's real. She's real. Like yeah,
1: she's, she's like, this home. is my
0: apartment. This is where I live. I, I thought it that. Is was, what it yeah, is. I I
1: was I was put off at Luann's reaction to Leah's apartment. I've been to Leah's apartment. It's a fabulous apartment, and it's it's so Leah. It's you know, it, it's Leah's vibe. I was surprised that Luann had that reaction to it. Come on, Leah's a single mom doing it on her own. I loved loved her apartment, it was fabulous views. But yeah, Leah Leah gives you what you give her. So you better be really careful what you're serving.
0: What about if Jill Zarin came back? What, What would your predictions be for Jill and Leah?
1: Um, I, huh, Jill and Leah, that's an interesting question.
0: Right. I mean, they're so different.
1: Yeah, you know, I think you would actually see a Ramona-Jill alliance, right? I think these two women who have been very outspoken in a negative way about one another in the press, it would be like Game of Thrones, right? Where, you know, the, the different the different kings and kingdoms just had to come together to defeat the White Walkers. Leah's that White Walker, and I think that Ramona and Leah would team up to try to defeat Leah. I mean, Ramona and Jill. Ramona and Jill would would team up to try to defeat Leah. But I I have to tell you, if we could rewrite Game of Thrones, the White Walker would win. Probably. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Probably. I mean, what do you want? I mean, what do you the want?
1: The White Walkers in Game of Thrones. I, I only don't know what they were called.
0: I'm not i I'm like Game of Thrones. I I understood. I mean, I, I wasn't such a loyalist. I understood like five percent of it. Oh, it just okay. was like it's a hard show to follow, at least. Yeah, no,
1: it was a great show, but but whatever it was, right. I think everybody would have to join forces to be able to take on, to take on Leah.
0: I could see that. What do you want the, what do you want the listeners to know other than what we've talked about? Like anything else you feel like how you're misunderstood? Like, I know you mentioned like, you know, I have this whole career. People aren't really getting that, you know, I'm not as quiet as I might perceive, you know, again, this is a hard group to kind of insert yourself into. Right. Anything else you want the listeners to take away from Elise Slane?
1: Well, what I do want, what I do want is I, one thing I know, the lovers and the haters, there are a lot of animal lovers out there and animal rescue is a passion of mine. And so I do want to start a, um, hopefully a a match fundraising program where I'll match people's donations to an animal rescue, which I'm going to post pretty shortly. I'm, I'm working with one in particular right now, to um, try to figure out a program where they donate and then I'll match them until I've used up all of my earnings from Roni and all my earnings from my cameos. So I want people to um, open their hearts and open their wallets and take care of those who don't have a voice You know, in honor of, uh, look, all these women have a voice and they're entertaining you. So in honor of that, now be a voice for the innocent animals who, who can't defend themselves.
0: See that's great. Being on this show has given you know a platform, and that should help raise money. So that's awesome.
1: Yeah, I hope so.
0: Well, it was great checking in. Anything else you want to leave us with before we go?
1: Oh, well, so buckle up for uh, the next episode when Sarah are, comes.
0: You guys are still in Newport.
1: We're still in Newport.
0: We're and, gonna uh, see, and, get-
1: and baby sisters got game
0: she has as much game as Leah, right? Oh yeah. So that's amazing. So Elise, it's been a pleasure. I cannot wait. I think everyone is sitting on their edge of the seat for next week to see what happens in Newport. The rest of the season, I think it's going to be as great as it's been. I think it's, I think it's a great season. It's a great season. You and Leah add a lot to the mix.
1: Thank you.
0: Tell Dorinda and Leah, I send my love. I will. <laughs> and thank you so much. I know you're busy, even though it's quarantine. I really appreciate you taking your time out, and everyone could catch Real Housewives of New York every Thursday night on Bravo, nine My o'clock. David. I'll talk I'm to you sure soon. I'll
1: talk to you five more times today. Text me. I'm in.
0: You. I'm around.
1: <laughs> okay. All right.
0: Love you much. Bye. Love
1: you. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope, because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear,